its weekly signals timeout, an audio diary of incredible importance broadcasting from the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM on the campus of the hot University of California at Irvine campus. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. That Mahler, he's still... Oh, no, still you know, I've really turned the corner. I told you this. I've really yeah. turned the corner on Mahler. I, I, see, I see this as his, his, he's welcoming. Yeah. He's, he's, he's bringing us into his world. Yeah. That's enough, Mahler. That's enough. Oh, Mahler. Oh, Mahler. That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, cut it out. Oh, my God. Why does he do it right here? I don't know. You know, he runs uh, around, he runs around, he runs around. You could have done it out... <laughs> In the bushes, Mahler. He's been out out for hours, and he's still. He, I think I, it's his way. It's like when cats drag a mouse in, and they st- and they leave it in front of you. It's like eh, this is hey, look what I did. Yeah, look it. Don't eat it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. You know, uh, I didn't. I didn't tell you this, but my my father uh, had uh, the other night had a small bowel obstruction. Oh. Yeah, and and he was sitting around with it for about ten hours, and it was oh. painful. Oh. He didn't know at that point in time, of course, that it was a small bowel obstruction. Mm. He just figured he had a tummy ache. And at about four in the morning, we had we had nine eleven there just to <laughs> take him to the, to the hospital I'm because sorry. you know after all that time, yeah. you're thinking I, I better go. Go somewhere. This is very painful. Yeah. Um, so you know, I walk in uh, yesterday. I think it was, mm-hmm. and they're taking the tube out of his nose that they've been pumping the stuff that's been obstructed from passing through his intestine and out the bowels and you know into the toilet eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. And, yeah. and yeah. you know they've been pumping this in a in a bag. Uh, we won't be talking like this all the time in case people are tuning out. You know, I just want to let. I was st- I was thinking about hitting the uh, hitting the off button myself for just a and, second. And, there, and the yeah. nurse is pulling this tube out of his nose, and she's going, "Ooh, you know, just having fun." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but I'm thinking, uh, you know, ew, <laughs> this this isn't pleasant. What a time to walk in. You know, I could have picked. Yeah. You know, out of the you know eight hours that I could have picked to visit my father, I I picked the time whether. We're pulling the bile-filled, you know, digested food, brown gook tube but, but, out of his But he was nose. probably feeling a thousand percent better. Oh, he was feeling better. Better, yeah, okay. Yeah, he was feeling I mean, better. When, you're pu- when they're pulling that to- tube out, you, you know that something good's going to happen when it comes out, or you're hoping right. it's gonna, there's going to be relief. But at the same time... That's an ugly feeling. No, getting yeah. something pulled out of your stomach through your nose. No, no, that part. But Unless I, you're a yogi. Yeah. Unless yeah. <laughs> you're a yogi. Yeah. But in in that regard. Yeah. In that regard, you know that some behavioral scientists today have saying are saying that a significant slice of morality yeah. can be explained by our innate feelings of disgust. A growing number of uh, provocative and clever studies. Yeah. I don't know what provocative. I'm reading yeah, the text here. Yeah, yeah, appear yeah. to show that disgust has the power to shape our morals. So they, they've actually, this is the one that I, I uh, think is crazy as far as disgust goes. Research has shown that people who are more easily disgusted by bugs are more likely to see gay marriage and abortion as wrong. Now, I'm sure that's in our culture where where uh, bugs are thought of as something you don't eat. I think if you if you did the same research in a country where people eat bugs, they might still have a disgust factor toward or gay, gay marriage, abortion, but yeah. it would be another disgust level, not the bug eating. Right. In other words, They're... whatever we term disgusting, 
Yeah. We tend to put it, we tend to let it grow over to other things that we think of as disgusting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. Cultures tend to single out things that they're supposed to, they're all collectively supposed Mm -hmm. to find disgusting. Well, initially, our reaction to this was to get away from infection. If if something smelled bad, yeah. then we didn't want to be around it, and we made the you know the you face you know the nose <laughs> yeah. the nose is up the mouth is kind of pinched in because we don't want any of that coming inside of us right and and that's over years has developed into kind of a, a social expression right. rather than just a you know a physiological expression but a social expression mm-hmm. where if somebody does something that we don't approve of we think of it as being disgusting right. Even though there's nothing, no fecal matter involved. I find that that is a, a, a word that I try to reserve for things that are elevated in terms of my, my reaction to them, whatever it might be. I, disgust to me is one of the higher level words that you can use to describe something you don't yeah. like Yeah, to me. Well, on the other hand, though, it's, it's a fun word to use that way because uh, since— uh, censorship has disallowed us of saying, the, dropping the F-bomb here. Right. And a few other words. A few other ones. Which which are right in front of me, as which, a matter of fact. Yeah, they, on the... they put them here at the studio at KUCI, <laughs> yeah. so you're sure not the same. It's a taunt, though. Yeah, we you know? dare you. So, yeah, here's the word, <laughs> don't say it. But you can use the word disgust. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a whole, uh, I think, kind of a semantic thing, too, with disgust when you use it in a fun way. Yeah. I've, I've had, speaking of, of uh, genders that are the same, uh, and, and when two people within those, mm-hmm. that category have a love for each other and may practice sex, mm-hmm. I've had that, those type of people. Mm-hmm. What do they call them? I believe. <laughs> Because it's an incidental thing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, there are more important things than, than yeah. genitalia to me. Yeah. I mean, there are more important things than where you put your genitalia yeah. to Yeah. Me. Yeah. I would say, personally, my, my genitalia is very important Yeah, to me. right. Exactly. I, mean, I wouldn't I mean, want anybody, yeah, you know, yeah. chopping it no, off. No, that's no, not no, what no. I was saying That's there. disgusting. But, but yeah. yeah. But, but where, you, where you play, what do you do in your spare time with it is your yeah, own business. Exactly. How and, you choose to use it. Yeah. yeah. And I've had people like that. Uh, tell me that they saw, thought that heterosexual lovemaking or or yeah. genders that are different yeah. rather than genders that are the same yeah. is disgusting. Yeah. They say, hey, that's disgusting. Yeah. You know, they'll say something like that. Yeah. Well, we all laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I pretty much say the same thing back to them. And we all laugh. Yeah. And I, and I think there's, there's kind of this uh, use of the word, too, and the use of a lot of words— that uh, there are people that understand what I just said, yeah, and there are people that don't, yeah, and the people that don't uh, have not yet developed their social skills to really join the rest of us in the 21st century. Yeah, yeah. we're not. I'm not really saying that it's disgusting, and you people shouldn't be in love or anything like that. Right. It's kind. It's a. It's. It's ironic, maybe. I don't know if that's really yeah. the right word. It's it's referential. It's I'm referring to people who think it's disgusting and laughing at them. That's what we're laughing yeah. at. We're not laughing at the people actually doing this Engaged thing them, that yeah. we're calling disgusting. We're 
referring to the people who think it's disgusting. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I, I'm trying to trying to divine sort of the dif- the difference between what Mahler did, you know, yeah. earlier. Shame on him. Shame on Mahler. Are you going to clean that up and later? See, and see, for for me, that there's something primal, primally triggering my disgust for that, as opposed to what you just described as seeing something that's alien to me, right, to see, to see as you were describing, people of the same sex yeah. having sex with each other. There's something that is, not only is that just, it's different and, yeah. and a jarring because that's something that you've just, not a frame of reference that you have, layered with a cultural idea that it is, in fact, disgusting. Yeah. So I think, again, I think there's sort of, it, it, those, they come together, whereas something that you might see uh, it, that it, we're kind of programmed, innately programmed. I hope that I'm not veering into some kind of revealing some bias here, but it, it's... Uh, it, well, I don't know, innately well, maybe is the not, word, but we are yeah. programmed. Yeah, programmed. I guess that's what I'm trying to get to, is like to see something... Uh, like uh, to it, it watch a lion tear a llama apart. Yeah, that's viscerally repulsive. Yeah. to me. I don't know if it's disgusting to uh, me. Okay, but go ahead. No, yeah. but I think you're right. But yeah. it's I'm trying to get to a pl- something that we as human beings kind of in sort of we un you know like yeah. Mahler. I'm not. I don't want to pick it up. I don't want to clean it up. And when I have to, uh-huh. I find that disgusting to have to do that. Now, do you ever get any poop on your yeah, hands? Yeah, I do all the time. And do you say that's oh, disgusting? It's just yeah, it makes me crazy because it feels warm. It's warm. It's very warm. <laughs> the problem is, is these newspaper, um, um, the plastic wrap that they use, because that's what I use. Yeah. You know, they come, they, they come in those plastic bags. Inevitably, they have a hole somewhere I didn't oh, see yeah, them. Yeah. Well, you know, and I reach down, door and, yeah, and I pull it up, and oh my god, breathe. there's some. It's a you know, and I'm you, you know, I yeah. do the face, the I, do the, I do the I do the Somehow that has been transferred over. Right. At least these researchers are saying. Yeah. Over, and I would say places like the church right. have used that emotion. Right. That's where to I'm, transfer over to other behaviors that they it really doesn't have anything to do with it. But that's what I'm talking taught, about. There you they've go. given us a programmed us to think of in the same light as as is playing in poop as being gay. Right. Yeah. And that that's where I was trying to get was whether it was cultural or religious or whatever it might be. Somebody has given us an additional information that would feed into that seeing something different and then layering on top of it you're supposed to be disgusted by disgust was probably the the most underappreciated moral emotion the most unstudied one says jonathan Haidt, a psychologist at the university of virginia it's become politically much more relevant since the cultural war cultural wars of the 1990s and so within the broader renaissance of moral psychology, disgust has been a particularly hot topic. And, and so you, you can blame uh, Lee Atwater for, for all this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or people like yeah, him. No, absolutely. You know, Pat right. Buchanan, Lee right. Atwater. Uh, uh, well, let's go even the other, Pat Robertson. Yeah. All these moral majority idiots who, have go- who, who really have. And, and remember, disgust initially came up as an emotion that that we're trying to stay away from something that's rancid, that'll actually do us bodily harm. And somehow it's been transferred into to our moral codes rather than just our health codes. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Now, I, I don't know if this is a, this is deeper water here, okay. but disgust over 
revelation of a, a crime spree. Yeah. That does to me, maybe I'm, maybe well, that, I'm, that's, that's, that's legitimate. That's a legitimate disgust, yeah. isn't it? I mean, disgust is behavior. If you're going to have a moral there reaction to things, that's where it should be. You know, and I, I like to say pity is one that I have at that point, too. That's my sometimes my reaction to that kind of disgust is I got pity for, for Charles Manson. He's an idiot. I hate his guts. Right. It doesn't by, mean you by, don't want him punished by, by extending some yeah. pity. You know, saying, yeah. well, I think he should. It doesn't mean I don't, I, I forgive him. Right. I just feel sorry for the right. guy. Right. What, what an idiot. Right. You know, exactly. Too, too bad right. he didn't have a brain. I love I love the interview. By the way, just I love the interviews with Charlie. I just think they're they're golden. <laughs> they, they show they show what a maroon he is. He re- really, yeah. that's the best part. Is if he sits there with his with the Nazi swastika, you know, carved yeah. into his forehead, and yeah. I just I just <laughs> I think this is beautiful. Yeah, I think <laughs> keep what, going. Yeah, he's a poster child for not having capital punishment. Because <laughs> here's the guy. It's actually cheaper to keep him in jail. Exactly. And and he's he's just an idiot. Everybody's he, looking at him going, Ah, oh, Charlie, what, you're gonna threaten us? Exactly. Yeah, he, he he is the embodiment of those people like myself who say, Let these idiots have their day in the sun. Let them say what they want to say. Inevitably you will just go, yeah. No. Yeah. And wrong. in a sense it's it is kind of disgusting but in the end i i gotta yeah. say it's it's more pitiful to it's me. pathetic yeah. yeah the father of modern disgust research as you're wondering <laughs> yes. is a uh, psychologist named paul rosen in a series of studies in the 1980s and 1990s that read like hidden camera pranks he set out to see how powerful the emotion was and what exactly it was about disgusting things that repel us uh, he's a university of pennsylvania professor he served people cups of juice that a sterilized cockroach had been dropped into and offered others others chocolate fudge shaped like dog poop. Now, he asked whether subjects would wear a thoroughly laundered sweater that had once belonged to Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. Now, I would I would go for the sweater. Yeah. I mean, that would be I'd be all I wouldn't be disgusted. Yeah. I I would think of it as being not honorable but a, just a unique experience. Kind, you know, yeah, that, yeah. And that's kind of where the moral things can sneak in. Why would you be disgusted wearing Adolf Hitler's sweater? Well, I, in the sense, do you think there's some sort of power exactly. that, that, that has been conveyed to this sweater? Yeah, and, exactly. And that, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, they feel that, in, in, I'm just carrying this out, when the cockroach touch, touches something, we feel something of the cockroach actually enters it. Yeah. And, and the same thing can be carried through, as you yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. And that's a uh, part of why uh, I, I think this this other disgust over other morals is we feel that this thing we're, <laughs> we we think of as being unusual and different and maybe even pathetic has has entered into this this whatever it is on the outside entered in our church you know when it comes to yeah. to uh, to, to uh, homosexuality right and somehow it, that, people will get the gay on them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow if the gay's on them, then, you know, they're going to start showing up at... Uh... By the way, I, I am reading from an uh, article called Ew! The Surprising <laughs> Moral Force of Disgust by Drake Bennett, and, and that appeared in the Boston Globe. And I'm just going to say, this is Weekly Signals here on KUCI, 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and I'm Mike Caspar. Yeah, and, and I'm Nathan Callahan. There you go. Now... Uh, this is an interesting quote, too, uh, that uh, uh, Hate, who we mentioned before, a uh, uh, researcher said, incest, eating your dog, these are not the moral issues of today. <laughs> yeah, the moral issues of today are 
the Gulf oil spill, the Iraq war, women's rights in the Mideast, child malaria in Africa. Now, now these are, these are important things. Yeah. And if you're going to reserve any moral opinion to something, right. then, then that's where you should place it. I, I believe that's not, where the discussions should be. Yeah, er, may, maybe I, you know I don't even know. Just just divorce yourself from disgust. Hold disgust out if you want to to something like what M- Mahler, what Mahler yeah, just did yeah, in the corner. Yeah. And and let's talk about issues, moral issues that yeah. that are more far ranging than anything like uh, gay marriage. And they actually matter. Yeah, the things that you just described actually do matter to us. Now they're yeah. Uh, well, there. I try to avoid letting any part of my body touch the toilet seat in a public restroom, even when it appears clean. Yeah? Do you do that? Uh, you know, it's. <laughs> you know, I take precaution. If I see something on on a uh, on a facility in a facility, I try to What's mitigate. What's the most disgusting thing? Oh, you know, the whole thing. You know, I found disgusting in Europe. People and and uh, other places other than America. People poop into a hole in, you know, like a, in, in walking down a street in yeah. some European city. I don't know if it's still this yeah. way, but they would have a little place you go into, and you just have to aim everything right down into a hole that went straight down into uh, to the sewer. The catacombs. And I just hit <laughs> the catacombs. <laughs> and I just found that pretty, pretty repugnant. Was it a small hole? Is that dug- well, I mean, you ha- I gather there are people that are fairly well practiced at this. For someone who's coming in, who's used to the porcelain, yeah. you know, throne, it's not. Yeah. You don't have to be that. Your aim didn't have to be that good, but here it had to be, and I just found that a bit off-putting. Hey, speaking of holes, yeah. <laughs> do you know how to catch a polar bear? No, I don't. Well, the first thing you do, mm-hmm. you know, you're up in the up in the northern country there, the mm-hmm. the Arctic. Mm-hmm. You dig what's your, left of it? Yeah, yeah. You dig yourself a um, a hole. Okay. In the ice. And dig yourself a hole in the ice. And then hopefully what you've done is you brought yourself along some peas. Some frozen peas will do. Fresh peas are usually better. Okay. A little bit more attractive. I think if you're walking around the Arctic, they're probably frozen by then. Whatever. The, yeah, whatever they're state. Be frozen. But if you can keep them. <laughs> well, whatever in a, in a, state they were when you <laughs> got them, they're probably well, frozen. Well, maybe, maybe it's better to get them frozen. <laughs> I don't know them because then you, you'd have a, a good flash freeze <laughs> instead of something that gradually froze yeah, up. Yeah. I haven't been there. I haven't actually done this. I've just heard that it works. Mm, okay. So you're catching a polar bear. You got your ice you know, dug out. Mm-hmm. And then you take your peas and you arrange them around the perimeter of of the hole itself, mm-hmm. and when the bear comes to take a pee, you kick him in the ice hole. 